A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is the Best Hang Podcast featuring Max Kerman, Shane Cunningham, and I am Mike Beerman. Here's a secret you can pass it around. Here's a secret you can pass it around. My head in the clouds, hands and feet on the ground. Here's a secret you can pass it around. All right. This is the Best Hang Podcast. Podcast. We got Max. We got Shane. I am Mike. Guys, what's going on? We got another episode. It's another day. It's good to see you both. You look nice. Actually, for our listeners, Shaney, this is like the, uh, the the Jordan flu game. Shane, as you will hear in this recording, I'm just preemptively saying this. So you guys are like, oh, Shane, Shane sounds rough. He's been sick. He's been down and out. It is non-COVID illness, but you are here, Shane, and we appreciate it. It was a COVID scare. And if it was a COVID illness... That's okay too. Yeah. Just so you know, there's no shame in having COVID. No, no, not at all. And if it was a COVID illness, Max wouldn't give a shit either. <laughs> <laughs> How do I know this? You might ask. Well, I put in the group that I might have COVID, and you know, Mike sent a very nice message. Ash seemed to give. She seemed to care. Max didn't even acknowledge it. It was like nothing. <laughs> he didn't care. What do you want from me? He's like, oh, well, he's relatively young. He'll survive. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. You're fine. It's going to be totally fine. It's about the family, Max. My wife's immunocompromised. Mm. Yeah, but she'll be fine, too. You don't know that? Listen, I, I, have, a, I have a belief in, in Alex. She's stronger than we know. Okay. So I, I have no, no concerns for any of you. Really. Well, you could do the bare minimum, which is just say, hey, I hope everything's okay. <laughs> Even if I, it was a cold, it'd be like, oh, get well soon or something. I don't know. Who is our most conscientious friend? I don't want to criticize your methods of friendship, but... No, that's okay. You can criticize. But yeah, who do you think is the most sort of like outwardly caring friend of ours? It's a good question. You know, it's like, I think Savelli's up there for me. He, he checks in on the side. Hmm. Uh, is there anybody else who, who does good side check-ins, not just sort of... Uh, uh, maybe Sean Dawson. He's a good side checker. Sean's he is. Good. Yeah, Sean's good. Would you be the least caring friend, Max? <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Actually, I think I'm actually um, one of the most caring friends. If you, oh, I think that, surprise. Yeah, if he does say so himself. Yeah, I think I'm the most caring friend maybe of anybody. But here's the thing. 
is that I have um, a priority list of friends, and then there, there's friends that I think need a little bit more tending to and caring for mm-hmm. that I spend a lot more time on than most people. And uh, and and then the ones like Shane or Sean that I think are totally fine, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe I should check in more often, and I, and I probably should. But I think I just have uh, so much belief in in your strength that I'm like, yeah, it'll be fine. He doesn't need my help. He's he's got his, he's got his own support system. So I I, I I check in on the people that need a little bit uh, extra extra love. Yeah, but from time to time, I think everyone needs a little something to show that you care. Like if I'm sick, that is true, and that's why I've been trying to do better birthday greetings. We've talked about this, but like when somebody's birthday comes up, I uh, I send them a birthday greeting. Actually, I want to give a shout out to our colleague Jill. Because it was Jillian's birthday. How long ago was Jillian's birthday? <laughs> a couple it, weeks. It was the yeah, a couple weeks ago. I'm yeah. I'm gonna read. Uh, actually, it's actually not as good as I remembered it. It was uh, never is in my mind. It was a lot longer and more flowery. It was February 12th. Happy birthday, Jillian! You are great in lots of ways and a very awesome addition to the crew. Hope you have a good day. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Someone get me a tissue. I'm <laughs> getting emotional. But yeah, if let's say I got so sick that I went to the hospital, would you send a message then or would you oh, be like, absolutely. ah, that's Shane? <laughs> no, I'd consider coming to the hospital. I'd want to entertain you. Really? You know, I'd, uh, okay. I'd want to make sure that you're very sort of taken care of, that your mind is occupied. Because I, I think right now the mind is the worst enemy uh, as we go through this mm. time in history because people are just concerned about, do I have COVID? Do I not have COVID? Did I give it to somebody that I care about? And uh, I've been hanging with my mom a lot because my dad is on a work trip right now and he's away. And my mom is sort of like alone by by herself at the house. So I've been really trying my best to entertain her. So every night I just bring over a different friend to for like dinner. And uh, we just, uh, you know, she's it's like the nightly entertainment. And I think she's feeling a lot better as a result. She stops thinking about all the things she might have. So I, th- I think that's uh, what we all need to do for each other right now. Nice. Does your mom have to make the dinner for you guys? <laughs> no, 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 no. I've been, I've been actually ordering the Uber Eats. It's been me. I, oh, uh, yeah, her son Max nice. is paying for it. Though she did give me like a hundred dollars in cash the other night, which is pretty sweet. <laughs> she just randomly gave you a hundred bucks in cash. Well, to to pay for the for some of the food. Oh, that's nice. And you took it. Absolutely. I don't know. She's like put in my pocket. I don't oh, know. Okay. But Max, I'm a little more interested. When you said that if Shane were in the hospital, you would you want to entertain him. What does that mm-hmm. look like? How would you entertain Shane specifically? What do you think Shane would find entertaining Ooh. if he was laid up in a hospital? Great question. I would uh, think about all the type of like articles that he might be interested in, all the TV shows. I'd, I'd come with like ideas for him, uh, for things to watch and read. I'd also maybe collect some shout outs. I'd really call in all the favors. So I'd be like, all right, Nathan Fielder, we need you to do a shout out to make Shane feel better. Uh, Will Forte. Um, you know what, maybe I would, uh, you know, call some exes up and say like, send greetings. Cause like, I think Shane would like my exes or yours, your exes, your exes. (laughs) (laughs) I think your exes. Cause I think you'd probably want them to know that you were suffering and then so that they could shower you with like affection and, and sort of praise. They'd probably be glad. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You you don't think so that you don't think your exes would want to know if you if you weren't doing so good that they'd like want to send you a nice note and then you feel good about it? If it was really bad, I don't think they'd want me to die. Sure. But maybe like to be hurt a little bit, they'd like <laughs> it. Depends on the severity, yeah. This sound a lot like um when you talked about having Nathan Fielder or people check in. That sounds a lot like cameos. Uh and I saw a yeah. f- mm-hmm. I saw a really funny tweet, and this is a niche tweet if you weren't into the show Lost or the actor Jeremy Davies. 
Do you guys know who the actor Jeremy Davies is? Who's that? I'm a big Jeremy Davies guy. Actually. Yeah, he's like a big indie. indie no, 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 I'm not. I'm not. No, no. You had me for a second. I'm like, he is such a niche that that guy. But I felt bad. Let me look him up. Yeah, so he's in. Oh, okay. You, you guy, recognize yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, he always plays very bizarre characters. And anyway, he's in Lost as this guy like Daniel Faraday. Anyway, long story long is somebody posted a tweet that was talking about cameos and how they 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 bought a cameo from Jeremy Davies but because he's kind of eccentric and always plays these weird roles they said that they they, they wanted just like a like a minute long hello but they got back like an hour and 45 minute cameo on a houseboat from him and i don't <laughs> i don't know if that's true or not but the joke made me laugh so hard because i was like that's just amazing. Shane, obviously, like Nathan would be the best cameo that Max could get for you if you were in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any others that would stand out? Will Forte would be a good one. Speaking of which, any headway there? Uh, I did shoot him a note. No no dice yet. So we'll keep you posted. What do you mean no dice? What was the note? Like the the link or a note? Let, let's, no, let's I, sent, have... I sent them a link with the note. A note with the link. You did? I did. I didn't want to tell you, <laughs> you until, crazy? until I had good news. But now you're asking me. Max, you're a madman. <laughs> Yeah, I say, but you know he's been on vacation, so uh, maybe he's taking his time. But uh, you know, I'll, I'll let you know. Wow, so- you actually did it. Of course I did. Actually, I was talking to Matt Unsworth, and he was like, "Yeah, just send it." I'm like, "Okay, I sent it." It's the text is the best way because you can just ignore it. Yeah, as many people have when you've sent it to them. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, how, how what, do you, do you prefer that I would have just sat Forte down and made him watch it with me? Is that the better way? No, texting's the best way. Let him watch it at his leisure, and he can actually be comfortable and watch it and like it or not like it on his own terms. Okay, this actually leads me to one of my first topics because I think I'm an expert at um, doing the schmoozy uh, reach out. And and I think I'm just like, that's my one of my skills in terms of like, you know, etiquette for reaching out to people. And I, and I thought my my note to Will was good. And I was thinking about like Zoom call etiquettes because we've been on some like business Zoom calls together lately. And I was just thinking like, you know, what what makes somebody good at Zoom? You know, there, there's a manager that we deal with um, who manages Kflay. I want to give a shout out to Seth. And Seth just has this presence on Zoom calls, which makes you so relaxed and at ease. He doesn't over talk. He talks when he needs to talk. He's really funny. He's just he never gets too worked up about anything. And I was just like, man, I really aspire to be like Seth on Zoom calls. Like, so I guess my question is, uh, do you think, number one, do you think I'm a little extra on Zoom calls? Because I think I'm a little extra, but I think sometimes it's needed. And number two, do, are you guys happy with your own Zoom call personas? Um, I think maybe you could be a better listener. On Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what? Say that again? I didn't say that again. <laughs> well, you, you zone out easy, and sometimes you forget like to make eye contact or look at the camera. You forget that you can be seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and just an example of this would be a couple a couple weeks. Oh, Max just popped out. Max left. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Mean, I'm oh. just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's good, almost like prop comedy yeah, yeah. right there. I, <laughs> I wouldn't take you for someone to be like doing that. That was good. But I, I don't know if I could say his name. Again, we might have to beat this, but it called me okay. a couple weeks ago. <laughs> and he had a few beers. And it okay, was let's, about put ta- maybe- let's put this person. So you could just say an old friend called you, and this person is sort of a legendary character yes. from your high school days who's gone on to be a successful adult, and he called you. And he was a guest on this podcast. Oh, yeah. Maybe, what, like a year ago or 10 months ago or something like that. And I don't get a lot of calls from him. And I could tell he had been into beers a little bit. And (laughs) he was going uh, on and on about our podcast and how awesome it was. 
and how much of a piece of shit you are <laughs> for not listening for not listening to his story that he told. It was a long story. God bless. I liked, yes. <laughs> but he went on and on and on, and it was supposed to be like a little three-minute segment, and it lasted like twenty minutes or something. <laughs> but sometimes when people talk, you gotta whether you like it or not, you gotta respect them enough to listen. And some people really, really like that story. <laughs> Greg, for instance, who's a very harsh critic, who I know you respect, Mike's brother Greg, loved that. But segment. Greg just loves. If, if Greg didn't know t personally, he'd be like, "Shut the fuck! This guy's gotta go." <laughs> wow. That, that, I promise you that. Wow. This is like the alien seeing Snoop Dogg, right? You have to know Snoop. <laughs> exactly. To appreciate context. Right. Okay. We actually talked about that, uh, Mike. Uh, thank you for that shout out. If aliens came down, they might say the Arkell's Grey Cup performance was better than Snoop Dogg halftime show, objectively speaking. Aliens are going to appreciate how it crescendos with the Kendrick Lamar dance session with the, the, you know, the blonde dudes. We had some cool dancing. We had some cool dancing, too. Mm -hmm. Just some little step moves. Choreographed like that yeah, maybe with the that guys with the blonde hair? Yeah. I'm not saying your show was bad, Max. Mm -hmm. No, no. I, I said it was better than weekends. No, I know. I appreciate that. Okay, Holy Shane. Okay, I, I get. I've got that Christmas before. Actually, Mandra Ash just said that the other day. She's like, yeah, you know, because I asked her, I was like, well, can I be better on Zoom calls? Because we were talking about Zoom call etiquette. She said, ah, you know, you could not sort of so obviously zone out or like look at your phone on a on a Zoom call. I was like, yeah, fair enough. That's a, that's a good good piece of advice. You have limited bandwidth. You're you come in hot for the first fifteen. Yeah, and then you essentially metaphorically smoke bomb out of there. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're just gone. There's <laughs> yeah. nothing behind the eyes anymore. There's nothing behind the eyes. Okay, Shane. But the first 15, I do think you are the best guy in the world or I've ever met to come into a Zoom call for the first 15 minutes. Yeah. No one's better than Max. What I find fascinating about this is, Maxie, because most people have to be engaged. This is just a function of life. I mean, aside from being polite and just the way to be, when you're on a business call or you're doing something, you're creating something together, that's just sort of the deal with people that are involved. But you occupy this weird, like, you know, this position where you're in this band and you're very successful. And I, I wonder how much of your sort of the lights going off and you mentally mm. like going on a vacation midway through a call. Is that like learned behavior because you've mm. been successful for the last decade and a half? Or is it because have you always been like, would you have been like this in grade 12 or like because I a part of me is like. You don't have a conventional job. You've never really had to answer to a boss. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So your relationship with the sort of engagement when you don't have to, I find isn't your your level it can't isn't as high as us pedestrians. No, it's it's a great uh, it's a great observation and it's accurate because I think I've always come in strong. I think I interview well for any job. I think I'd do a good job for the first fifteen minutes. But if it's like okay, Max, we now have to clean up, or okay, Max, now we have to do actually do the thing. I, I'm terrible at it. So I'm actually kind of a brutal employee. I think I'm maybe slightly better as like a sort of a, in a leadership position where I can sort of spend small amounts of time with people and then smoke bomb out and get to the next thing. So I think that's my strength. So it is a good question though, because if I was in a normal job, I, I, I think I'd be fired very quickly. I think that's the reality. <laughs> Do you think you're a better listener if the person has a higher social status than you? Oh, uh, I mean, well, first of all, I think that's, Anybody, I think anybody who's in a conversation with somebody <laughs> who has a higher station, I think there, there, there's a degree where you have to perk up. Um, but no, I think I talk to, I think I have good, I think I have good, really limited conversations with people of all walks of life. So Will Forte tells the exact same story that <laughs> told. same way, beat for beat. No. Well, what do you do? I'd have a little more trust in the process with Will that it would lead somewhere interesting. Okay. Yeah. 
right. Um, but okay, back to you though, Shane. And then I want to get to Mike. Um, do what? Do, what do you think? Do you think you're good on Zooms? How do you think you come off on Zoom calls? Do, do people like you on Zoom calls? I'm a streak type performer. I have bad days. I have the best days ever. The worst. You know, it's hit or miss. I never even know what's going to happen. It's mm. kind of like a slot machine, and it's it's really great when all those cherries line up, and I feel wonderful. And then when the opposite happens, I just feel terrible. Mike, what do you, what do you, what do, you uh, do you think you're good on Zooms? Do you think your personality is good on Zooms? I think it's better in person, but what do you think of my Zoom game, Max? Where would you rank us all? This is a good question. I'm glad you asked that mm. question because this is ultimately why I brought up this subject. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think um, both of you are more f- sort of easygoing and good-natured than your Zoom persona would maybe let on. Hmm. So we we had a couple we had a couple of Zoom calls and you know Mike's sitting there with his glasses sort of looking serious and Shane you know anybody who looks at Shane sort of thinks he's like a quirky guy because he's got this this mustache and his just sort of has like a look a look to him. Hmm. Um, but I think you both um, are better in person at putting people at ease and being a little more smiley and just being a little bit more welcoming. I, I think uh, wow. I think I was overcompensating because I was like, I hope they, they're getting a good vibe. Because otherwise, on a Zoom call, you, you have to sort of like perform just a little bit more if you want to make people feel like really comfortable. So that's my, it, my it's interesting thought. feedback. And I didn't and not what mm. I thought you were going to say. And mm-hmm. I find that the most interesting feedback because what do you think I was going to say? I didn't know. I, I, I like I didn't know it was going to be such specific feedback. But what you're kind of saying mm-hmm. is like maybe our faces, not that we're intimidating, but we're not being as inviting as we naturally are because we're sitting here on Zoom. You're kind of it's something I didn't really think about. You know, maybe you're my listening face. Maybe is not my most inviting face. Mm-hmm. That's I think that that's it. And you you're I know exactly, you know, the call you're talking about. And you did have to almost which call is he talking about? He's talking about the call where he's like okay. this is a fan and this is and he's kind of he's having almost over talk because he feels like we're all just staring into a, a camera and none of us are sort of explaining or are bringing the same energy but zooms are weird you kind of wait for your moment you know you don't want to be the one that's running it or there needs to be sort of a definition of roles yeah yeah and also i find if somebody's seen a piece of work that we've done and they're commenting on it i'm there to listen and i don't need to be funny entertaining or charismatic Mm. because i feel like it's almost overselling yourself whereas it's better to be understated especially if you feel like you've done something that's pretty good i don't need to talk about it i can just sit there listen and be a little bit awkward and that's fine or almost endearing in a way too yeah actually i do envy people who let it come to them i'm the opposite i don't let anything come to me i'm like i'm going to you (laughs) but you but you guys are a little bit better at you know at letting things come to you and then and then by like the you know half an hour mark in a hang, whether it's real life or Zoom, be like, oh, I really like that guy. But just off the top, it's like getting people sort of getting to know anybody over at the top of any conversation is very hard. I had so many jokes during that meeting that I did not <laughs> say, and I was just I was I was like, this one could have fallen flat, but I had I had some really good ones too. That uh, but it, it's a risk. <laughs> But there was just like a million things like that. And I'm like, this isn't the fucking joke meeting. This is just like, I'm here to listen and, you know. It's also, I will say, so like, because we're not going to get into who we're talking about. And obviously we bleep the name. But we were talking to a prominent comedy voice. And this is an interesting thing that I encounter. So if we're just sitting at a, a, a you know, a, a, a table at a bar and we're having a laugh and we're having drinks, we're going to make jokes freely. I weirdly, if somebody that's like 
you know, a comedian that you respect is all of a sudden in your orbit. I'd want to be myself, but it would feel like I was trying to be funny for the comedian. So I actually go the opposite way where I'm like, actually, I want to be the guy that like, you know, you mentioned last episode, uh, Bircho was being very funny around Will Forte. It's like, I would actually stop being myself because I would think they would think I'm trying to be funny for them. Mm. And that, and and it's like, so then weirdly Mm. you kind of, whereas like, I'd be like, actually it'd be more natural for me if you weren't here and I would be being funny, but now I'd feel like me being funny is trying hard for the funny person. So performative. And and you think about it. I guarantee you, Will Forte was not trying hard to be funny. No, He, he probably wasn't funny at all. Birchall was just putting on that drunken show that it's easier to be funny if you're all hammered and silly and you want to be funny for the guy. But I wouldn't want to be that way in front mm-hmm. of Will Forte. I would just want to be totally serious. Yeah. And it, I, I'm, I think the exact same way as you, Mike. Yes, but it's hard because it also is not really mm-hmm. me. Because like who I am is who I'd be around my friends. But then I would feel like I'm being a tryhard or something. But again, this is why, yes. this is why I think, though, this is a good juxtaposition of personality is that Max doesn't have any he doesn't have hang-ups like he doesn't have he doesn't have inhibitions uh about being like that and i think that's a good thing yeah he's constantly like two and a half beers in yeah <laughs> good place to be it's the good way to be yeah 100 percent. i don't have any jokes though as you guys both know i sort of what you see is what you get with me okay here's a question last one on the subject what is the ideal length for a zoom call because on this call that we're referring to this prominent comedian uh said well, found out that you did a table read of 65 scripts that lasted four hours. <laughs> and when he heard that, his eyes exploded. And he was like, what? How many? Are you what? And he was shocked that anybody would do that because he thinks that's way too large. SNL of a- does it. SNL does it every fucking week. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I fight that. There's plenty of methodologies. Mine is just getting so much content and whittling it down, whittling it down, whittling it down till everything's amazing. And, you know, he comes from a different place. He comes from a world of sketch and he's a professional performer. So he can afford to just be like, here's 20 scripts. I'll whittle it down to this amount. Whereas our show is different than what his show was. I respect his opinion, although I, you know, I still think my methodology is the best way to go. <laughs> I do. We've talked about it after. hundred percent. Like yeah. A lot of people hadn't written scripts in years. You need to go through and get that 10,000 hours in. And sometimes it's that 10,000 hours needs to be done in three months. Right. So get right. <laughs> um, I, another question about, well, two things going back to that table read, a funny moment happened actually uh, where we were in this cool, like we, we read, we had this office space that they were so gracious to give us. We were here in Hamilton a um, bunch of people were in Maxi, you were out of town, but some people zoomed in and, you know, we ordered some food. And as mentioned, we went through the 63 sketches. It was four hours, but <laughs> because it was after hours, um, we had heard from the people that were like closing up and like, okay, use this, this place or whatever, but there's going to be some people that come through and are just scouting for a potential, like, uh, like bug dusting or whatever, you know, like how you, 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 what do you do? How do you spray for like bugs? Mm-hmm. I guess spray for bugs. Yeah. yeah. But then halfway like into our read, there's like a knock at the boardroom and the door opens. And basically a guy just tells us that he's like, Hey, we're, we're going to spray in this one room if you guys don't mind. And we're like, we're all making, you know, if we're sitting at a table where everyone's making jokes about, you know, getting sick from this, this bug poison. But then Shaney, what happened? Well, one, the guy came in, 
And he said, he's, I heard dogs. I heard I'm spraying for dogs. So I thought there was loose dogs in the thing, which obviously there wasn't. And he's like, hey, I'm, it, it felt like a Tim Robinson sketch because he's, he's like, hey, I'm spraying for bugs, but uh, don't worry. It's not going to hurt you guys. <laughs> Nobody's getting hurt in here. And we're like, okay. But he kept saying it. So we felt like we were all going to die for sure. And then he's like, wait, are you on much music? And I'm like, uh, I've been in like maybe some commercials or something. He's like, no. You're Mike on much. Oh, really? Mike. I go, oh, no, no, that's uh, that's not me. I'm on the show, though. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I know you. And I go, that's Mike. And I point to Mike and his eyes light up. He's like, oh, my God, it's it's Mike. And then he saw Adamo and he patted him on the back. He's like, and that's Max. And he's all excited that Adamo is Max. We're like, we're like, no, that's that's Adamo. And uh he just went into a non sequitur kind of like, oh, I've sprayed bugs for everybody. Randy Bachman's son. He's like, you know, Tal Bachman. And Mike's like, yeah, like she's so high. That's the song, right? And he was all excited. And J.R. Diggs, who people may know from listening to our pod for years, uh, loves to get recognized. And uh, he was not recognized that on. J.R. was there sitting in the corner. And J.R. had Randy Bachman at one of his acoustic Christmases. And, uh, you know, you could tell JR was dying to get in there and say something. But uh, it was a bit of a win for me to get recognized and JR didn't. <laughs> That's amazing. It was a funny moment. Yeah. I like that. Adamo's got to be like 10 years younger than me, too. I'm into that. Yes. Yeah. Well, this man, too, was about, what, what do you think, in his mid-50s? It maybe? made me question our demo, but I was just happy that we yeah. got recognized and he was a listener. But, yeah, he was, he was, he was an older dude. Nice. Yeah. Um, I, I had one last question on this Zoom tip, actually, Max, because now you got me thinking about this meeting that we had and the way that Shane and I potentially came off. Yeah, you make me very self-conscious. <laughs> you know I'm, I'm playing the weird artist role, okay? If I'm charismatic, it's weird. Artists aren't charismatic. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. My question was going to be about our our Zoom frames. Is it weird that mm. Shane and I both have matching Pelotons in our backgrounds? What does that say uh, about us? Do we need yeah. to ditch the Pelotons? Is are we? Uh, what is it like? I wonder now that you're talking about this. What is the first impression we're giving in these these mm. Zooms? What are our backgrounds saying about us? Well, your glasses say a lot because you have these sort of like circular, sort of John Lennon esque kind of glasses. Mm. So that sort of conveys that you're sort of like a already kind of thoughtful intellectual kind of person you got the beanie hat on even though you're inside but do you think max i shouldn't wear my glasses in such meetings no, no i think i think it was cool but you i think everybody just has to be um aware that like okay so here's a here's a good example and i so and i think we can talk about this freely is that uh, i was on a zoom call with with a guy who's like a head of a like a creative branding agency and he had like this Big long hair, this beard. He might have been wearing like a scarf. He just like looked like the epitome of like a creative director. And just the way he was talking about stuff, I kind of wanted to kill him. And I was like, this guy is just way too much. Like, who does this guy think he is? He, he, he seems like he should be like, you know, in Brooklyn or in LA running some like high end agency. And we were talking about something that completely was not that. And it's just his energy really kind of annoyed me. And then I thought to myself, I was like, oh, this is exactly what people see when they meet Sean Menard, I think. <laughs> and, and, and Sean Menard is a dear friend of ours who we love, who is talented and kind and supportive. He's the kind of guy who drops a note or sends you a book. Oh, and like he's is, a, yeah, he's, he's great. a great friend. But I but, but then I was like, oh, is this the way people see Sean Menard if they only were to know him in this like small context uh, 
of a Zoom. So I don't think you guys cross into that ter territory, but I do think it is just something to be you know, mindful of, I suppose. Do you think Sean, am I getting that right about Sean? If you didn't know Sean, would you be put off by Sean? By the way, Menard is a documentary director. He's the best. He's very talented, awesome guy. And, he, he, and he's been wildly successful. He did the Carter Effect, among other documentaries. Yeah, it's hard, you know. Some people, they're not as good on the surface as when you get to know them really well. Mm -hmm. Like, Max, you're a great surface guy. <laughs> Once you get like to know me. <laughs> no, no, it's not that. No, it's not that. I'm just saying you're a great surface guy. <laughs> to know Sean, though, is to love Sean. So once you get to know him, you really, you really love him. Mm -hmm. Sean is the sort of guy, like, honestly, like, he's sent me books. He's literally just sent me books in the mail. He's like, I read this book, and I thought of you, and he sent it to me. How to Stop Being an Asshole? Yeah, no, that was the book he sent. It was <laughs> How to Be Less Awkward During Zoom Meetings. Yes. Stop wearing your glasses, you pretentious fuck. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's like, um, he's, he's a total sweetheart. But, yeah, no, Max, it's an interesting question. Like, Because I'd like to think that we are aware of how we're perceived, but I think we've all been in this zoom world for so long like two years now that we're all just losing the thread a little bit like you have a quick mm -hmm. thought about it but then you're like oh yeah maybe maybe i'm not presenting what mm -hmm. i want to but let's say okay let's say john wilson was in the meeting we keep talking about and he was all of a sudden this awesome schmoozer and connecting everything and he was totally different than he was on the show wouldn't you feel like that's weird. What a phony. <laughs> you want John Wilson to be that awkward guy stumbling through and not being totally cohesive or not mumbling about. You want him to be that way, right? I, I agree. And I'd say that, like, I, I talk about this a lot in the context of musicians. It's like it's easy for Tom York to do that because he's Tom York and he's the singer of Radiohead. And that's exactly what you want and expect. But for any, like, random dude hanging out at the Dakota ta Tavern to, like, just be sort of acting somewhat antisocial, it's like, ah, uh, you kind of got to try a little bit harder or there's a little bit more to the game. But what if they see you go on stage? If they see you go on stage, you're the weird guy with the beard, you're acting antisocial, and then you go on stage and you put on this awesome performance. And you might not be popular, but your voice is beautiful and your songs are amazing. I think that's more impressive in a way. Yeah, yeah. Pe people come out of their shell on stage. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, yeah. No, I mean... I, th I think it is, I, I, I agree with your point, but also just as like, you know, working professionals, you know, that's where the, it's less about like the, but I guess it's weird because you are working professionals in one hand, on one hand, but the other hand, it's like you are an artiste trying to, you know, just be an artiste and, and get the show together. It's the challenge with wearing many hats. Uh, yes, but I think exactly. that this circles back to Max's original uh, point, which is that we're better in person than we are on Zoom. Our energy yes. comes through more, and I actually agree with that. Uh, and I miss it. I miss the real world, and I, I hope know. that we're getting back there soon. It yep. feels like we're heading that way. Yeah, get back in the office. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Okay, let's get another subject going. All right, who wants to go first? Maxi said bring subjects. I, well, I, my, my one was the Zoom, so yeah. you guys can uh, go take it away. Shaney boy. Okay, I didn't have any uh, real deep ones today, but I wanted to know if you could, uh, what do you think the worst fast food place is? <laughs> <laughs> Does it have to be deep, guys? Can we just talk about fast food here? It, it's tied into the Uber thing with Max. Okay, do you want to go? I mean, there's so many like fringe fast food places, so I think we should establish like five and then we can rate them. Is, is that useful, Shane? Sure. Is Arby's in one of the t- top five? Yeah. Or? <laughs> I wouldn't put Arby's even in it, but... Oh, I like Arby's. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just had one at Lime Ridge Mall recently. It was very tasty. Those little roast beef sandwiches with cheese. I don't it. want to start rumors, but they say that might be how you got sick. Was that Arby's sandwich actually... It contains something <laughs> that that would line up actually. The Okay, so how about we do this? What is one that we can all agree is in our collective top three? Like, what would we all have in our top three? McDonald's. Right? Everyone's got McDonald's in top three. I, I would agree with it's that. A staple. Max, would McDonald's be in your top three? Yeah, of course. All right. Taco Bell? Yep. That'd be in my top three. Harvey's? Mm. I'd say Wendy's okay. and Burger King. Oh, Burger King's the worst. Yeah, I was going to say Burger King's probably the worst one, if, if, that's, if that mm-hmm. to answer your question. I did love a Whopper, but it is, yeah, Burger King's got <laughs> issues. I, Harvey's is awesome, though. I like kind of getting to make your own burger in that little lineup. You kind of get to you get to see it made, you know? And their poutine and onion rings are very tasty. Yeah. I feel like I'm forgetting one, like a fast food place that I like love, like, I don't know, like a teriyaki chicken or teriyaki experience mm-hmm. or one of those places. But, I mean, that, that's almost healthy, that one. It's good. Chicken and rice. Yeah, almost. It's a lot of calories if you check out what's on yeah, the list there. It's deceptively high. <laughs> How do we feel about Subway? I ate a lot of Subway when I used to be in an office. Mm. I think Subway's on it. I think to be considered fast food, though, you have to go through a drive-thru. Oh, that's a fact. Really? That's like, part of the teriyaki experience. The guy's <laughs> chopping it up on that flat thing. You... That's not fast food. Okay. Okay. So, like, yeah, like a pizza can't be fast food. Mm. It's, got, it's got to have a drive-thru. I like this. We're narrowing it yes. down. We're starting to find some form here. Tim Hortons is fast uh, food. Okay. Yeah, they certainly are. But, Shane, I said Burger King. Mike, say your least favorite. And then, Shane, what's, what's your point? <laughs> what's my point well where's it written that everything needs to have a point i this is where it came from i remember once in our group our champagne boys group someone asked uh what is everyone's favorite flavor of chips mm. or what's the top three and for days people were just listing their lineup <laughs> and it sparked this conversation that i'd never seen in our group before it reignited the group so i was like could this happen for the pod? Could this be our most popular? <laughs> Do we need to be reignited, though? I think we're ignited. So Sometimes a simple question really captures the nation's attention. <laughs> like, remember you asked on Twitter, where are people from? Oh, yeah. Most boring question in the world. <laughs> 280 people responded. <laughs> so I thought maybe this could do something, but obviously it's a dead topic, so... 
Excuse me. There's no point beyond simple conversation. All right. So maybe our listeners have strong feelings about fast food. We didn't even mention uh, A&W, which I, you know, I enjoy a good Beyond Meat burger from A&W. A-Dub, man. That might be my favorite one, actually. A&W Sneaky. might be my favorite. Yeah. There used to be one right beside my building uh, when I lived I in know. Toronto at, on John. You know, Max, you've been there plenty. I love that one. And uh, God. I don't like the way they name their burgers. I never know what the hell's on any of them. <laughs> Mama's, Papa's. Like, can I have a gra- grandpa burger? What's on that? Yeah. It's like a big mushroom and barbecue sauce. It's like, what? Just give me like a cheeseburger. Um, okay, moving on to uh, my subject. Uh, I had a couple. I, I, I'll say something. We'll, we'll sort of peel the curtain back for our listeners. Uh, when Max, you know. Max came up with this idea where we bring these three topics and it sort of has something for us to talk about. And it's like, you know, we get to bring something to the table. When you say come up with three subjects, is the idea that if there's any duplication, we have something we can pivot to? Because we never, ever get more than the one topic we have. Well, I like the the idea of not having to like labor on a feeling like we have to labor on something for 20 minutes, just like a bunch of stuff. If something wrapped like like this fast food thing that, that, you know, was probably good for five minutes. Okay, died early and then could have gone longer if there was more enthusiasm. (laughs) Sometimes you're only as good as the people you're pitching the topics. So, Um, All right. Well, one of my topics today will be the depending on how you feel, uh, unfortunate, sad breakup of Aaron Rodgers. And Shailene Woodley. Um, uh, for anyone that's been following along, they were engaged. Uh, and then, you know, they, they recently broke up. And that's pretty much it. But what I wanted to bring up mm. was uh, that he posted uh, recently. And I don't know if you guys saw this, but he posted mm. a thing called the Slideshow. the Monday Night Gratitude. And it was like a hashtag. And it's like sort of this Instagram post where it's like a photo, I guess. Of him and her, uh, and like a quote about being gratitude. Gratitude is the wine for the soul. Go on, get drunk. Um, and then it's a photo of him and her, and then it's a photo of a group of friends, and then a photo of like his his quarterback uh, crew. And he writes in this post um, at Shailene Woodley, uh, "Thanks for letting me chase after you the first couple months after we met, and finally letting me catch up to you and be a part of your life. Thanks for always having my back, for the incredible kindness you show me, and everyone you meet." And for showing me what unconditional love looks like. I love you mm. and I'm grateful for you. Uh, mm. And then he goes on to have a post for his his friends and the QB guys. And so it's kind of all couched in this appreciation post. But everybody obviously knows that her they ended their engagement. Uh, my question for you guys was, as I'm reading this, it really feels like this is a post for an audience of one. I, I, I like that he lumped mm-hmm. in everybody else, but it, it feels like... You know, he wanted to get, he wanted to say something to her, but then it got me thinking, and this happens with social media all the time. I do this, you know, I'll post my anniversary photo or whatever, and you sort of share publicly, but I'm like, why couldn't Aaron just text that to Shailene Woodley? You know, I don't, I don't like, I always wonder when people do this on social media, it's like, especially if you're an, you know, a super visible famous person, it's like, is he, is he sharing that to like, let his fans know that they are copacetic or that he's, mm. he's being like a the sort of uh, gracious about the breakup. Like I, I'm just like, or was he just in a moment of vulnerability and feeling it and just needed to put it out there in the world? I'm always like, what is the thinking behind <laughs> posting this exact message to somebody who was, you know, you were super close with and intimate with, I just don't know why it needs to go on the social media. What's he thinking guys help me out. He seems like a guy who might do edibles or something. Too, so. <laughs> you know, sometimes you're buzzed a little bit and something seems like a really good idea and you put it on social media and then you wake up the next morning and you play it cool like you meant to do it, but you didn't but you keep it up anyway because 
it's more glaring if you remove it than if you keep it on. Uh huh. Uh huh. It could be that. Yeah. That happened. Like, will message me every night at like 11 p.m. and be like, I love you, man. And I love the fact that we're doing a show. But, you know, it's. I'm like, are you high? He's like, I am. He's like, hi, man. Love's friend. So, you know, it's always like that. So I think there are people who get a certain way at a certain time of the day. Mm. I think he was just caught up in a moment and a feeling and he kicked it out to the world and it was benign enough. So just keep it there. So she kind of reminds me a little bit of um, Ted Danson's character on Board to Death. I was just rewatching that show the other day. Do you, do you remember that show? I never saw it. I remember it. it. I'm not into it enough to, oh, to it's cite really the characters. Great. Jason Schwartzman? Yeah, Jason Schwartzman and Ted Danson. And Zach Galifianakis. Old, old yeah. dude who's, uh, who's always stoned and just like full of love and affection. Um, but it's a good point, Mike, because I think there's sometimes you just want to be able to say a private thing out loud because it feels good. It feels good to, for yourself. It, you know, the person on the receiving end likes to be sort of publicly recognized. Um, but to your point, Mike, um, there was a period I feel like uh, this happens, I guess, it's going to continue to happen is that with all the champagne boys and their various like anniversaries they'll post like a beautiful picture of them and their uh, spouse and just go four or six <laughs> or three <laughs> five so you like these posts max seven yeah, i can tell by the way two. he's saying it <laughs> <laughs> he's a fan but, it, but, it, but it's just in the summertime it's just like every every you know week or so there's a new one that's just like nice photo number and that's like boom um and, and but but you know what um it probably means a lot it probably is, is nice to do it and it's probably if you're uh the partner it probably feels nice to be publicly recognized but do you think the partner cares if a photo goes up and it just says four <laughs> two and it's always the photo where the the guy looks better than the woman you know you just look at yourself <laughs> it's always like why'd you put that up <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay, but but that photo at least it makes sense. I'm you're in a partnership, you know, and and, and I do I do do that, and it's like, but it's like it makes it makes my partner happy, and it makes me happy, and mm -hmm. it's something for me to remember. It's a fond memory, and it makes you look good though too. Sure, yeah, why not? <laughs> hey, if there's a little bit of an added benefit, that's all right. But Aaron and Shailene, like they've parted ways. Like the the road yeah. has come to an end. I don't, you know what I mean? It's like I I don't. I'm just but Mike. Yeah. When you're back on the market, you, you you know, he's thinking, oh, how are other women going to perceive this maybe? Oh, even when we break up or if we break up, I'm going to be a nice guy and a true romantic and a gentleman. Mm. That's very appealing. Mm. So then he isn't talking to an audience of one. He's talking to a potential audience of millions. He's doing everything. He's playing yeah. every angle. He's a quarterback. <laughs> he sees so many <laughs> options out there that we can't even fathom, really. Like, there's probably so many more things going on to this than we could ever say. Yeah. But I think it, it, nothing's wrong with this post, right? No, I think it's I think it's really lovely. I was just trying to, I, I, I mean, get. I was trying to understand why people make these public declarations, especially famous people, you know, when you could just pick up the phone and text her that, you know? Yeah. Well, well speaking of uh, public declarations and famous people and breakups, um, I just got a text from Book Club Maddie who got tickets to the John Mulaney uh, stand-up show mm. in, in Toronto in September. Yeah. And Mulaney's a funny one because Mulaney is, was, is uh, one of my favorite comedians. And, you know, his whole bit over the last decade was like i'm married to this little jewish lady and we uh have a nice little life and we have our dog petunia or whatever the dog's name is 
and we're never going to have kids and that's just fine with me. And then, uh, as we all probably know, he uh, relapsed with drugs, his uh, marriage ended and now he's with Olivia Munn, like within the, within one year, he's with Olivia Munn and has a kid. So, you know, it's a, it's a funny thing because he has, you know, put himself out there in, in the public sphere in a, in a pretty significant way. Um, and I think as a result, people are somewhat unhappy with him because I, th- I think I think a lot of his fans feel really like betrayed and let down. So maybe that's a reason to not be as public with your w- with your relationship because it's like there's a lot of people who might have bought John John Mulaney tickets, uh, you know, a year ago, and maybe you're like, "Fuck that guy! He he he's an asshole. He left his cute little wife for some celebrity, and now they mm. have a kid." Mm. Do you feel that way about John Mulaney? I didn't feel any way about him before, but I know I knew how much he meant to you. I knew you were like mm-hmm. a true fan. You were invested in who he was. That was part of the appeal for you and his comedy and what you liked so much about him is you were you were into who you thought John Mulaney was. And then mm-hmm. this last year, you know, of the events of his life and all that stuff changed your perception of him. I don't feel any which way really about John other than an observer, just because I always thought he was super talented. I thought he was funny, all that stuff. But I like John Mulaney. But I wasn't invested like you. So it wasn't like when he took this apparent heel turn, which people are really upset about. Like if you look at, you know, Twitter and comments and his diehard fans, they do feel like he sort of pulled like, uh, oh, I'm going to go with the Hollywood celebrity and upend my life and all this stuff. And I think people should he have feel- consulted Aaron Rodgers about how to do the breakup better. <laughs> I don't think he could have had a post the way it all looked. I, I think, mm. you know, it, it all kind of happened in a way after the relapse and it all felt very just like one thing led to the other and it cascaded. And then he had the appearance on Seth Meyers, which was an interesting sort of choice. Oh, and uh, yeah, so I mean, I don't know if I don't know if he could have cleaned it up in a post. Uh, Shailene doesn't seem wrong. To, uh, you know, Shailene and Aaron feel like two adults that have just gone. It didn't work out and they've gone their mm-hmm. separate ways. Whereas in the Mulaney situation, it feels like his, his ex may have been wronged. You know, she was and she's done an interview. I've read an interview with her. Like, I think she was prepared to have her life go one way. And then he sort of pulled the rug out from underneath her as he mm-hmm. shifted his life. And I think that creates an immediate sort of like as a sort of outside observer, you, you immediately go, oh, well, I can choose a side here. It's a lot more obvious than just a copacetic breakup. Shaney, mm-hmm. your thoughts on Mulaney? Not really. None. Yeah, none. <laughs> no thoughts. <laughs> to me, it's like the fast food of topics. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got one, guys. Um, mm-hmm. Do you guys know any uh, any truckers or anybody that went and hung out in Ottawa in the last couple weeks? I'm just kind of curious. I don't personally know, but um, I was talking to a couple of friends who was like, oh, yeah, I know some people who went up there and like some someone else in Hamilton runs a construction company and their staff would like leave for like two or three days at a time just to go out and hang out in Ottawa. And I was thinking, I'm like, oh, yeah, I wonder like if, if any real life conversations had been had with uh, any of those truckers. Some women I used to date on Tinder that I still follow on Instagram went down to check out the truckers. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> One, I find that setup way m- more interesting. So, what do you think the rule is on still following exes or people you went on a couple dates with on Tinder <laughs> on Instagram? Is that an uncomfortable topic for you and your partner, Shaney Boy, or is that just something that doesn't come up? Well, I don't. I don't like change, and I. I feel like <laughs> that's a great reason not to, not to unfollow, babe. I just don't like change. 
Well, sometimes people have an app or something that tells people when you unfollow, like I used to have that. And then it's, it's hurtful if to get unfollowed. And I, I figure if they're not doing anything, why, why unfollow? And then if I do unfollow and then Alex is like, why'd you unfollow her? It seems like something's going on. Mm. Whereas if you just keep everything the way it is, it's like, you know, you don't have to do anything. <laughs> does this make sense? Does, does this does. not make any sense? Yeah, no, I'm following. Yeah. I'm following. But what, and it's fun to follow because it's, it's interesting in all these things that have happened politically that I didn't know I was following so many anti or I didn't dating so many anti-vaxxers and trucker <laughs> supporters. And cause a lot of them turns out are anti-vaxxers. All the all the people that you met on Tinder like six years ago, they're all all of them are. Yeah, because you think, oh, this is just like some attractive yoga woman, but then you realize, oh, yoga is a like a a hotbed for anti vaxxers. The lifestyle. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a gateway drug. Yeah, yeah, and it is fun to follow and see the other side. I don't like to just keep my mind in one area. Do you, do you have a hard time? Um, un- I have a hard time unfollowing people. Sometimes I want to, but then but I think the same thing. It's like, oh, will they be upset if Arkell's unfollowed? And then I'm like, so I, so I don't. I have a hard time. Mike, do you have a hard time unfollowing people? Oh, yeah. Have you unfollowed anyone lately? No, 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 no. I, I, I would, for the same reasons you guys said, I would feel too bad if somebody noticed that I'd unfollowed them. You know what I mean? I, and by the way, like there has been, there have been opinions or some like super aggressive posts from people that I've, you know, I went to high school with or I've known in the industry for years. And there's a part of me that's like, why is this popping up in my Insta story feed? I don't need this. And I'm like, but I'm not going to unfollow because, again, I just I don't want to do it and I would feel too bad. Uh, and it doesn't really bother me. It takes a second to flash by. Uh, let's do one more. Um, Mikey, what do, you, do you got something for me? I have two, but I don't know if they're any good. So I'm going to throw them both out real mm. quick. And um, mm. did you have a second one, Shane? Because if you had a second one, you might have a better one than me. It was just of what your favorite chips were. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's all dressed. <laughs> ruffles, ruffles, all dressed. Salt and vinegar. Max, what's your favorite chip? Uh, smoky barbecue, hickory oh. barbecue, something, oh. something, something like kettle chip barbecue, something like that. Yeah, I like salt and vinegar Miss Vicky's also. <laughs> <laughs> hey, would you like to add anything else, Shane? Any other chips? Uh, I'm trying to think if I had to make a top three. Uh, oh, I like uh, Doritos Bold Barbecue. Okay, good. I'm glad our listeners know that. That's great. This could ignite something on Twitter. Not on this podcast, but I think on Twitter this could be a thing that we put up. Could work. Watch. Mike, let's hear your other topic. It might do All right. Uh, I had uh, – so I saw a quote from a basketball player um, – Jarrett Allen, who plays center for the Cleveland Cavaliers, he had a uh, he has an Android phone. So a couple guys at the All Star Weekend that passed recently, they had like these uh, these Androids and not the iPhones. And you know, some people were joking about Giannis Antetokounmpo had it, but Jarrett Allen also had one. He had his phone out when he was taking photos of the dunks or whatever. And he got asked about uh, it in an interview, and basically he said that he had to buy an iPhone because the guys on his team s- stopped inviting him to stuff in the group chat. Uh, so they'd be like, mm-hmm. hey, how come you weren't at so-and-so's like party last night? He's like, no one invited me. And he's out of the group chat because they wanted all their messages to be blue. That was his, his, his comment. Yep. My question for you guys would be, if you weren't involved in the group chats, would you change phones or would you just stick with your phone? I feel like I'm not involved in many and as is. So <laughs> it might make me feel better. It's like, ah, I'm not involved because I don't have the correct phone. And that would give me confidence. 
Hey, but actually, um, speaking of this subject, I was talking to your brother Greg because he got a chance to go to NBA All Star Weekend, and he was texting me all these like fun little updates about what he saw, who he was around. Mike, have you talked to him about this yet? Oh yeah, they were like the best. Oh, uh, so much good little bits. Just I didn't like- hear anything about this. So this was the uh, group text, I guess, that I didn't hear about. Or I guess these were individual texts sent individual text. to you both, but not me. What Greg said about All-Star Weekend was that it felt like like a company Christmas party. Like everybody's in a really good mood. Everybody's seeing their old buddies. It's just like a very like festive time for the NBA community. There's young guys. There's old guys. There's executives. There's agents. Like everyone's just in a great mood. And it kind of got me thinking about like what would be like the if you guys had to choose like one sort of like convention or Christmas party or an event to be at, which is like, oh, this is just the best, you know, and you don't want to say just like the Champagne Boys Christmas party because like that's maybe obvious. But it's like, is there, you know, a community of people that you just revel being around? Um, and I was thinking about it because I was like, would it be like the Grammy Awards or the Junos for me? Like, and the answer is absolutely not. I spend enough time with musicians. I don't really care about that. I think I'd actually, would I be, would I like like some sort of like just for laughs, like comic convention? I would really love that. And I'd love being around it, but I'd feel a little out of place because I think these people are like too smart and too funny for me. I'd actually think being at some sort of like UN event, I think that would be my favorite thing. Uh, Shane, where would you want to go? Where would I want? I, I like JFL. JFL is really fun. Yeah, for me, that's it. Yeah. Like, there was one right night we were, we were at JFL. We were hanging with Michael Che and Colin Jost, and it was just cool. I was talking to Chelsea Handler. Like, it was, to me, that that was the best. Yeah. Yeah, Greg said you, Greg said that being at All-Star Weekend was basically JFL. He, he was like, this is like heaven for NBA nerds. He's like, you'd be, you'd yeah. be loving it. He's like, it, it seems a lot like how you guys describe JFL. And so that made me want to uh, to be there at that for sure. But honestly, like, I guess the celebrity element like matters. But like, I used to love like our work parties, like where basically mm-hmm. everyone from the company would just go and have a great time. Like that was just the best vibes for sure and i missed them did you ever have any um make any fr- like real friends out of it so like a guy on the other side of the office who you like really hit it off with at the party and then that kind of like <laughs> solidified a lifelong bond or were you like oh fuck i gotta talk to that guy like on monday morning what happens is you end up having a moment where it's like you're doing shots with the guy that you never talked to who works over like in design the really quiet guy and you have an epic night and you share stories and you bond and then on monday it's like hey hey fun <laughs> night yep and then you never talk again for the whole year until the next party. I love all that. Like, that's kind of the funnest part about the whole thing. Shani, did you enjoy those work parties back when they happened? I feel like I caught the way tail end. Because I remember when I started, you were like, Shane, I hate to break it to you, but there's no more Halloween party anymore. And like, the heyday's over. The best day was yesterday and you're here today. And I was like, geez. And then we had some parties that were okay. And I had those moments where I would talk to some weird designer and we'd be best friends all night. And then two weeks later, he'd be like, why are you weird now? And I'm like, oh, just, you know, it's awkward now. We're not hammered out of our minds. Um, It's like how Max doesn't understand why people aren't comfortable at all times. But um, yeah, I I really did enjoy the work party. It's there's so many things that can go wrong though, making a fool in front of a boss. Like I, 
I slept over at Randall's house and barfed all over his floor and he tweeted about me, how he like hated me. So, you know, I've had some, you know, embarrassing moments to say the least. Yeah. It's a double-edged sword. Yeah, great times though, in general. <laughs> well, we'll leave it on a good party vibe. Uh, this has been a good episode. Good hang with you guys. That's it. That's great all. Hang. The best hang. The best hang. Please. Uh, yes. Leave a comment. Uh, leave a rating and all that good stuff. We appreciate it. Thank you all. The best Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.